Support for WRFA is brought to you in part by the United Ways of Chautauqua County. United Way is a nonprofit organization with a mission to mobilize the community to help every person and family improve their lives. Last year, their Volunteer Income Tax Assistance, or VITA program, helped 1,400 households file their taxes for free. This year, the expanded child tax credit is available to Chautauqua County households with children, even if they don't normally file taxes or have a recent income. Nearly every parent or caregiver of a child with a Social Security number can receive up to $3,600 per child, and it's not too late. Learn more at getctc.org chq. It only takes about 15 minutes online to claim the child tax credit and learn about eligibility. The United Ways of Chautauqua County, proud supporters of community radio in Jamestown, New York. To learn more, visit UASCC.org or UnitedWayNCC.org. And again, you're listening to Community Matters. The Jamestown BPU's Retool 22 Climate Technology Conference will take place October 17th through 19th. BPU Business Development Coordinator Alan DeTonto met with us to give us all the details. The Jamestown Board of Public Utilities is hosting a climate technology conference in October for manufacturers and the manufacturing industry. We have BPU's Business Development Coordinator Alan DeTonto in our studios today. Welcome! Thank you very much, Julia. It's a pleasure to be here and to talk about Retool 22. So we've had a a scattering of stories about this conference in our news over the last several months, but I want to kind of bring together about, you know, all the information, all the details so that we have a full picture. So starting with uh, what is the purpose or and or the goal of this conference? Well, the purpose of the conference is actually one of four tiers of a grant that we received from NYSERDA uh, in December of 2020, a $750,000 grant to help us rebuild and retool Western New York. And that's the the overall theme of the grant, Retool Western New York. Uh, one of the initiatives is this Retool 22 conference. This is a comprehensive conference for manufacturers, public sector employees. Uh, we really want businesses to look into this and to be part of it as well. Uh, and this is to help us decide how can we become part of the climate tech or clean tech sector. Um, As you know, there's federal and state legislation uh, laws that have been passed now uh, that require changes to reduce greenhouse gases and to move into alternative energy sources. And our manufacturing uh, groups here in Western New York and the Southern Tier have been, I think, on the cutting edge of innovation for two centuries. Uh, And what we're looking for is for them to, again, step up and become innovative again. Uh, We need to move away, obviously, from internal combustion engine parts that many of our manufacturers are involved with um, to uh, maybe, hopefully, making parts for EVs. Uh, We have some manufacturers in our region who are already involved in solar panels and parts for solar panels. Um, And we even have some who are involved in in wind energy production parts. Uh, But what we do know is that things are changing and, and we have to get on the train and become involved in this part of the climate tech, clean tech sector. So, and this is a three-day conference and with a variety of activities that are taking place. What are some of the things that people can expect over the course of those three days? 
Well, the first day, October 17th, is really an informal networking afternoon. Um, We want to highlight Jamestown and some of the great things we have in Jamestown throughout this conference. So on Monday afternoon, um, we have an opportunity for some of our attendees to go to either the Roger Torrey Peterson Institute, where there is a wonderful art exhibit uh, about climate and, and changes in climate and artists who are concerned about climate change. Um, Another opportunity is to go to the Robert H. Jackson Center, and Kristen McMahon there is is putting together a great panel to talk again about how climate change and and all of that is affecting our entire uh, area, not just our manufacturers. Uh, So that's another spot. Or they can go to the Chautauqua Harbor Hotel and have an informal discussion about financing and opportunities in the climate tech sector. So that's the three events on Monday. On Tuesday and Wednesday, we have full panels, keynote speakers, and we can talk a little bit more about those, but we are going to be highlighting on that Tuesday night, the 18th, the National Comedy Center. We again want to show people how you can come to Jamestown for not only information and getting that information out to your uh, out to your businesses or to your um, to your other manufacturers, but that you can have fun as well. So we're going to do something at the Comedy Center on Tuesday night, and on Wednesday afternoon, just another highlight: we're going to have an EV showcase in the afternoon on uh, West 2nd Street, just outside of the National Comedy Center, under a tent and around in that area, we're going to have EVs of all types, consumer types, commercial types, and we're even planning to have the new electric bus that the NFTA has purchased. Um, Parts of that bus were made by New Flyer, which is a local producer, and they work in the climate tech business. That's that's quite a lot of uh, activities, and you, and you did mention you want to talk about some of the speakers. So there's there's individual panels during the day, and then there's the keynote speakers as well. So it sounds like with three days, are there three like a speaker per night kind of thing? There there are two keynotes, one on Tuesday the 18th and one on Wednesday the 19th. Um, we're excited. Clint Wilder, who is a, a world-renowned known author uh, who has worked in the climate tech and clean tech business for a number of years uh, and is part of the group that does a lot of analysis on just where are we in clean tech and climate tech. Um, and he is going to be our first speaker on Tuesday morning at 9.15. And then on Wednesday morning, the 19th, we have John Ellis coming in. John Ellis worked uh, for quite some time at Motorola and helped all of us as we got into the um, the e-phones and all kinds of phones, iPhones and Android phones. Um, Motorola was obviously uh, very involved in that. And then he moved to Ford. And when he worked at the Ford Motor Company, he was their global technologist. Um, and he did a lot of work to try to move Ford into um, getting the technology that allowed for, like, where is your vehicle located, the early GPS um, technology, he was highly involved in that. So we are excited about that because he has a lot of background on how the transportation industry has transformed because of climate tech and clean tech. And we think he can help our manufacturers understand what that transformation could be and how they could move into that. All right. So uh, there's some things that are taking place ahead of this conference. And I've, I've read some things about webinars and that. Could you explain how is that 
playing into this conference coming up next month? Um, yes, there are three webinars. The third one um, is coming up on September 13th, and we hope that people will sign up for that because we have two great speakers at the at the third webinar. Uh, we have Marnie Levine, who is from Launch New York. Launch New York is a private venture capital group. Uh, and then we have David Whipple from the Empire State Development Group. Um, Dave works with uh, manufacturers and businesses that are getting into clean tech and climate tech, and that's a, another financing resource. But our webinars were built um, to precede our conference so that people could attend those and get a free ticket to the conference if they attended two of the webinars. Um, so we're seeing a great number of people who are signing up for this third webinar who were either at the first or the second. And another opportunity that we gave our local manufacturers is if they attended, um, we had a great sustainability um, and, and tour at Cummins um, this summer. And if they attended that, they also, in one more webinar, were then eligible for a free ticket. Um, there is a small charge, $125 through the early bird, that's through September 15th for this conference. The reason for that is because this is not just where you're going for one day. Again, you're getting two and a half days. Um, you're getting meals and everything included, including a ticket to the National Comedy Center, uh, which again is a great value. Um, and so we are asking people, again, $125. If you're in a group, um, there is a group rate, and all of that is available on our website. Um, so we want people to know they're welcome. We certainly, if they attended uh, two of those webinars, are going to get the free complimentary ticket. And we think that we're going to be attracting a, a large audience, Julia. We're looking at over 300 people coming to this uh, from Western New York, Southern Tier, and certainly from Chautauqua, Allegheny, Cattaraugus County, and in the immediate vicinity. With the two webinars that are already taking place so is if you miss those is it you've missed them you can't watch them online again or yes okay. yes we do have those available again um some of those are available um, now, and we will put those up after the third webinar. Certainly all three of them will be available for a limited time up until be just before the conference. And when it comes to um, the outcome, I, I guess, you, and you've mentioned this, but some of them say, well, what, what do we hope to get out of this after this conference is done? I mean, when you, you get you're hoping to get 300 people here. So after they've come to this conference, they've gone to all the panels and all that, what do you hope that they leave with and then take out? I think, as I mentioned, it's just one part of this multi-tiered initiative. But what we really hope is that the networking and, and maybe the information that's provided, but the networking in particular, if we could get people who understand and already are part of the climate tech and clean tech sector, talking to some of our manufacturers about how you can get into it, and then we're looking at some of these financial groups who can tell, again, our manufacturers, there's an opportunity now to get this financed if you need new equipment, if you need studies done. Um, one of the things that we're working with as part of this overall initiative is studies for our manufacturers. We'll pay through this grant about 70% of the cost of these manufacturing studies um, so that they can actually 
sit down with an expert and talk through what is needed to move into this sector and what will it take in terms of personnel, dollars, um, different manufacturing facilities, whatever it is, uh, we want them to be aware of it. So what do we want them to get out of it? Number one, explore the opportunity. Um, two, see if there's a way they can connect with financial options so that they could actually get into it. And three, networking amongst the experts so that they know who they can call and who can they go to when they actually have a question related to this. Um, will it all happen you know, overnight? No, this is going to be a process, a transition. We call it a transformation. Um, we talked early on about this is almost like an industrial revolution version two, but it's more of an evolution because we have these manufacturers who are here and if they can evolve into the new sector, they'll be successful. We want to erase, Julia, the fact that we're part of what we call the Rust Belt. We would like to now become the innovative climate tech and clean tech sector. Mm -hmm. With the BPU having the capability to offer such um, uh, good prices when it comes to electric and water, have you seen companies outside the area looking at Jamestown area as a place to come to be with because with clean technologies at this yes, point. Yes, absolutely. Um, you know, we're excited. Um, there was a recent announcement through the um, Chautauqua County IDA about a, a potential lithium lithium ion battery company uh, coming to the area. Again, they would take advantage of low cost utilities uh, through the BPU. Um, we believe, especially within the confines of the BPU territory, that we have excess manufacturing facilities places that are not any longer operation, operating as manufacturing facilities that could be retooled so that they could become part of this new sector. Um, and we also have, as you know, we have great water here for anybody who's looking for good water supply. Uh, we, we do have the low-cost electric, as you pointed out, uh, for our industries. So it is really a good um, part of the equation that they could come in and see that there are potentials here that may not be in other areas. And, and one of the concerns we have is that people complain about New York State and what has happened in New York State. But as you look across the country, and now with national legislation that's been passed, um, the IRA, that act, which has um, now put a lot of money and a lot of goals into clean tech and climate tech, uh, that New York State wants to be the leader, and we have the ability to do that now because there's many financing options that are available. Mm -hmm. What kind of response have you heard from manufacturers so far in response to this conference? There's been a lot of excitement. I have to tell you, um, we have asked a number of different companies to participate in a number of ways. We have, um, we have some that are so excited that they wanted to be sponsors, like the Small Business Development Center. They work with a number of our area manufacturers and businesses, and they said, oh yes, we want to step up because they're part of an economic gardening program, which again gives financial opportunities to small businesses to look at how can they change and become part of a new economy. So that's the Small Business Development Center has been very uh, insightful, I think, and helpful in this process. Uh, and then we've had others like um, Insight Consulting, which again is a group that looks at these manufacturers and what can they do to help them and Siemens, uh, which has had um, a lot of work in this southern tier region because they've been in the Olean area uh, specifically, uh, and also in Chautauqua County, um, they are saying that there's a lot they can do in the e-mobility area. 
Um, all of us are looking at how do we transition to EVs. Um, they have a lot of work going on in that e-mobility area in terms of EV chargers and what can they do to help manufacturers get into parts and building those. So those are a few, but I, I have to tell you that you know we've talked to uh, those successful entrepreneurs, and one of them is Spark Charge, uh, which is a small manufacturing operation now in Buffalo, uh, but they were a company that won money in the 43 North a few years ago in that competition. Um, and their CEO uh, recently introduced President Biden when he introduced the CHIPS Act and signed that. Well, their COO is coming to our conference because he's excited to talk about how Buffalo, Western New York, and all of that has really turned into a tech hub. And they've been very fortunate. They're building portable EV chargers in Buffalo, uh, and they're being distributed to large cities all over the country. So that'll be a great story. And again, it's a small company now, but they're looking at really ramping it up over time. When you're talking about um, e-mobility and, e and EVs, you mentioned Cummins in there as something that was, uh, there was a visit done. And of yes. course, I, I hear Cummins, I think, Diesel. So, so how how are they part of all of this? What are they doing? Well, Cummins is doing a great job. I mean, I, I was so impressed with their entire um, presentation that day. Yes, they do have a diesel operations here in their in their plant in the Jamestown engine plant. They'll eventually be moving into more what we'll call clean diesel. We're not saying that they're going to eliminate diesel completely, uh, but their other operations in Indiana. They have a, a team that's now dedicated to hydrogen, green hydrogen, um, and they do have electric engines that they're already testing and putting out there. Um, so Cummins, as a manufacturer, is into the space completely. They understand and have been working for years on trying to transition to make sure that they're, again, lowering greenhouse gases and, and meeting their own goals. Um, they have a zero 2050 goal both for their manufacturing operations as well as what they're, um, what they're putting out there in the world for engines. Um, and one of the things that they're looking at is, again, you know, not having to um, emit greenhouse gases from their own operations. So they have gone through a number of steps to try to reduce that. Yeah, that's, that's really something because I would have think I'm thinking back, if you told me 15 years ago that we would be seeing this change with Cummins, I would have been surprised. But I guess this this is this is where everyone's going. Yes, yes. So. And Cummins has done a lot in terms of their own energy. They had, they had put uh, on their roof, if anybody drives past the Cummins plant, um, they have solar uh, panels on their roof, which again, helps reduce their overall cost for energy. And it, it in fact does reflect a little bit more to make the plant less hot in the summertime. So, you know, it has two ways of improving things for their employees, which is great. If someone's looking for more information, either to try to catch those webinars before they're gone uh, or to find out how to register, where, where can they find more information? Well, the easiest way uh, right now is to just go to the Jamestown BPU website. So it would be jamestownbpu.com. And right on that main page, you will find on the upper right-hand corner a link to Retool 22. That will get you to our registration site. It also gets you to the site where the webinar information is. Uh, and it's got a, lot, a long list of information and bios of all of our panelists and our keynote speakers. 
uh, and lots more information about the conference. Mm-hmm. Is there anything else that you would like to talk about, any of the panelists or anything like that? I'd love to talk a little bit more about our panelists because we do have a number of tracks. Um, and of course, I did talk a little bit about entrepreneurs and the fact that Spark Charge is going to be uh, there. We also have Solar Liberty, uh, a couple of natives from Chautauqua County who are doing a lot of business in Western New York, and they're located in Buffalo. So we're going to have them on the, on the panel. Um, Livingston Energy, which again um, has EV chargers and is uh, what I'll call in the Finger Lakes in, in Central New York region. Uh, their CEO will be joining us as well on that entrepreneurs area. Uh, in the panels. Uh, For manufacturing, we wanted to get some large manufacturers as well as small manufacturers involved. Um, So we did, I mentioned Siemens, Alstom, which is a a company that has a headquarters in Hornell. Um, We're going to have some of, of their representatives here as well. Uh, In the finance area, Sandbrook Capital, uh, we have somebody who's coming in from Sandbrook. They only will do financials uh, and and investing in the clean tech and climate tech area. So it's a great way for people to understand what's happening and who some of the key players are in that area. And we'll also have a representative from the Buffalo Angels group uh, because, again, it's important that you understand what's available and can you find angel investments available to those who want to get into the climate tech and clean tech. And then workforce development. Where would we be if we don't have workers trained? Um, and, and I'm proud to tell you that part of our grant overall is to have JCC develop a new advanced building controls program in their workforce development area. So they will be represented on the panel. We'll have the Northland Workforce Center uh, CEO, Stephen Tucker there. Uh, Northland has just gotten a lot of publicity because they did get some money, some federal money to expand uh, in, into clean tech and climate tech training in Buffalo. Um, and we'll have Stephen Tucker there to talk more about that. Alfred State is going to be on our workforce panel because they do a lot in the construction trades area, and that's a huge area that's changing because of climate tech. And then our own P-TECH program, which I'm very proud um, to tell you has done a great job of STEM training uh, and moving students into area manufacturers for training, uh, and their principal, Bill Smock will be on the panel as well. So we're trying to cover all areas. You know, how do we get workers trained? Because that's going to be a concern for manufacturers. Where's the money going to come from? Who are the successful entrepreneurs that they can look to? And what's the financing modes that are available, both private and public? Hmm. So hearing those different categories, I mean, granted, the the conference is aimed at manufacturers and those in the industry, but really expands beyond that to many different other types of, of areas uh, in, in the workplace, whether it's maybe people in education mm-hmm. to, you know, like you said, small business development center is going to be there. So there might be someone who is not on a manufacturing level, but, it, but from a small business standpoint might be interested as well. Yes. Yeah. It's not limited to manufacturers, but we wanted to target manufacturers because we think that if they're willing and able to come and listen, they will see that there's opportunities. Um, And and this is really about economic development for our area. One of the regions that we have decided to host this conference in downtown Jamestown is because we want people to see Jamestown and Chautauqua County uh, as a potential place uh, to put new business or to refine and redefine their business so that they could stay in the business of climate tech and clean tech. Uh, But we also think that it's a great place for people to understand 
the, the workforce that we have here and the potential to, again, keep a workforce trained so that we can, uh, again, move from the rust belt into this new innovation. Yeah. Anything else that you, we are missing out on here? No, just I, I think that there's so many great speakers that I would urge people to look at the registration site um, because sometimes we have people right in our backyard that we don't realize the kind of innovative things they're doing. Uh, and so I would urge people to look at the registration site. And certainly if they have questions, you know, I'm available. The registration site has uh, me as one of the information sources. So I'd be glad to help. All right. Well, Ellen, thank you so much for coming to talk about this conference with us. You're welcome. Thank you.